Is it possible to become comatose, travel through time, and assume the life of another person 2,000 years into the future? On episode one of Created by Human, I'll tell you the story of Paul Denup, whom, by his own account, apparently lives such a tale. Welcome to the Created by Human podcast. I'm your host, Todd Stevens. Joining me weekly, per the huge, my co-hosts, Joshua Clodfelter and Tim Nagel. So today, on our very first episode, I'm going to tell you guys the story of Paul Danuk. Danuk was a Swiss... Danuts? No, not Danuts. Danuk. Danuk, like duck. Anyways, he's a Swiss... Australian humanities teacher who lived in Europe in the early 1900s. He fell into not one, but two comas. Get this, during his second coma, which lasted one year, Dunuk claimed he traveled from 1921 to the year 3906. I wonder if they had corn dogs. <laughs> that is a good question. That is a great question. That is a great question. I uh, bet they did. That, see, that would be the most interesting thing. It's what kind of food would they have? Right. That's what you'd want. You'd, you'd want to travel 2,000 years into the future just to see what kind of food they have. You know it's all in plastic containers. Yeah, something. Or either that or they've really invented something cool. Like it's a corn dog, but with, you know, you name it, like some sort of magic added to it, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> or maybe it's a corn dog where... The corn bread is inside the wiener. So it's like an inverted corn dog. Right. It probably is. It's probably the. And pizza, it, maybe pizza has corn dogs on them. You know, pizza no, that, could have like chocolate nice. or, or, or some, some, some new fruit that we haven't thought of, you know, peaches. But that is, that is an interesting concept. Let's, let's, let's think about that for a nanosecond. How much does food change over generations? The food that our parents grew up with is totally different than the processed packaged food that mm-hmm. we've grown up with, mm-hmm. you know, as, as you know, it, what I'm Gen X, Tim, Gen X. Yeah. Josh. Gen Y. Gen Y. Is that a thing? Is Gen Y even a thing? I thought it is. Gen Y in the beginning and then it turned to millennials. Oh, so you're millennium. Okay. Yeah. But no, that is fascinating. So what would the food look like 2000 years in the future? Did Danak say anything about it? No, Danak didn't talk about food at all, so I don't know why we're even talking about yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> so anyways, let's get back to the story. Danak maintained that he woke in the body of Andreas Northam in the future, which supposedly was a well-known occurrence referred to as conscious slide. So he quantum leaped. Well, yeah. Yeah, he basically quantum leaped. Once he was in the body of Northam, Danuk received information foretelling events thousands of years into the future. Before his death, Danuk turned over his notes filled with the information during his time as Northam to a student of his named George, who eventually would translate them into Greek from Danuk's native German. Wait, he say that again? He's in this guy in the future who, what, speaks Greek? No. He woke up in the year 3906 in the body of Andreas Northam. Mm -hmm. Before he died, he turned over all of his handwritten information to a student of his named George. George would eventually translate that from German to Greek. 
This collection of Danuk's notes was released as a novel under the name Chronicles of the Future in the 1970s. That's a good title. Yeah, it's a great title. That's a strong title. Very strong title. Yeah, that's a you know that's a manly that's a manly man's Chronicles of the Future. This episode is sponsored by Advanced Merch. If you're a brand, band, or business, Advanced Merch can service all of your custom decorated apparel, design, and fulfillment needs. From in-house screen printing and embroidery to full-service e-commerce development and support, Advanced Merch is a one-stop shop for all your custom merchandise. Visit Advanced Merch for additional information and submit a quote request today. Mention Created by Human to receive 10% off your first custom apparel order. Danuk was supposedly living in Switzerland and teaching humanities courses as a professor when he fell into a coma in the year 1917. So referred to by Danuk as a lethargy. That's what, he, that's what he said it was in his notes. I see. He remained in this first coma for 14 days before regaining consciousness. The professor's health never quite rebounded from this earlier sickness, and Danuk later would fall into another coma. On purpose? Not on purpose, no. It was on his second coma. It lasted from the year 1921 until 1922. Although this coma was one that changed Danuk's life, he kept all of the details to himself before beginning to write it all out in his diary. Otherwise, he just wrote it all down in his notes. He didn't want mm. anybody else to know about it because it sounded crazy. It sounded insane. It, yeah, it is crazy. It's crazy. When Danuk awoke from his coma a year later, he considered telling a priest about his experience during this year-long coma, but was really unable to bring himself to do so. Because, I mean, I, I mean, think about it, guys. Like, who, Who's going to believe this story. I traveled 2,000 years in the future, assumed the life of some other person, lived in that life for a year, and then came back to this. Ate hot dogs that were inverted. <laughs> Ate inverted hot dogs. Because, dude, come on, it's the year 3,906. Who doesn't eat inverted hot dogs? What are you, loser? That's how they do it. Did he mention anything about if this place were Narnia? No, I don't think it was Narnia. Because but- it sounds a lot like you know, how they all went and they came back and it was like, no time has passed and nobody would believe them. So yeah, this, I mean, this story goes back to 1921, 22. So when was Chronicles of Narnia? 1950, not even on the, not even on the scene yet. So Josh, interesting point though, could this story have played in a part in, in the Chronicles of Narnia and the writing of it? You know, for the longest time, I had this running theory that every night, when you go to sleep and you have these fascinating dreams and it seems like this dream goes on and on forever, mm-hmm. right? And it, mm-hmm. it's this whole mm-hmm. story of your life unfolding. And that at some part in these dreams, you know, we end up dying in the dreams or we, or we, you know, whatever, something happens in the dream. I always have this theory though, is what if every dream, every night we're living an entire lifetime somewhere else, some other parallel universe. Mm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, I mean, think about it, like dreaming and, and just how the mind works, it's, it's quite fascinating. So, you know, when you think about Danuk's story, you know, as he falls into this coma, does he just have such an active imagination that, that the stories that he comes back with are believable to him? Or is it possible that it happened? Boy, I mean, only time will tell, right? I mean, because I'm looking at the story a little bit here. I mean, we don't have anything 
that's cl- close enough to even say, wow, that guy actually was there. In fact, you know, like, let's see, he says there's a couple things. In 2309, the whole population of Europe is extinguished by a, a nuclear war. We're not going to see that. We won't have any way to verify it. Right, exactly. If it doesn't yeah. happen, you know, no biggie. Danach detailed his story in his diaries to keep record of his coma experience for posterity, really. Some sources say that he wrote out the details immediately after waking from the coma in 1922. He had feared that people might see him as, a, as mentally ill. Hey, I, I was in a coma before, but I didn't remember anything over those 14 days. There was nothing. But then I went into the second coma, and now I've got this vivid story mm. of what's going on. And mm. people aren't going to buy that, right? People are going right. to be like, well, dude, why didn't you have it on the first? But you know, that's his claim. And that's was, that was his fear of not telling anybody. He was like, if I didn't say anything about the first coma, you're not going to believe anything that's going to happen with the second one. So, I mean, I might as well just keep my mouth shut. I'm just going to write all this stuff down. If anything, it'll make for good science fiction. He wrote about waking in an unfamiliar room as a man named Andreas Northam, as I'd mentioned before. He was speaking to people who look astonished at the language that he spoke. Like, you know, apparently he's right. speaking German. And probably an old kind of old timey version. Right. And they may they may have some other universal language. I mean, we're talking two thousand years yeah. from his wow. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, who knows what it could be. So yeah, so in the future, you know, he he wakes up and he wakes up in this this other man's body, Northam, and apparently he wakes up speaking German. And everyone around him's like, "What is this guy even saying?" Which is kind of weird because I mean, wouldn't you imagine like, you know, e- we even know that people spoke other languages that are no longer really in dialect today. So 2000 years from now they'd be like, "Oh yeah, this is German. Go get Betty from accounting. She knows German." That old yeah, lady. right. Oh, I think yes. Yeah, her her great 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 ancestors spoke that that lo- long ago, and she remember remembers it a little bit. I, I have a theory. Okay, okay. Uh, I'm gonna interject. Here's what I think happened. Now I knew this weird sage type guy, this real cool hippie guy. This uh, you know, his name was uh, well, I better not say his name. Uh, this friend, we'll call him Jake. His name wasn't Jake, but he uh, basically told me that when he got into lucid dreaming or lucid states, you know, he could leave his body. And now he would tell you that leaving your body, um, if you get good at it, you can travel back and forth in time, right? Right. So perhaps, so perhaps uh, if that's the case, could you interdimensionally travel through time in your lucid state and then technically... Um, what would you call it? Possess somebody's body. Let's say they were in a in a state of dying, like this this Andreas Northam. Could my <clears throat> celestial traveling? I go, oh, look at this guy; he's dying. Oh, oh, this is my chance to try that out, right? Go into his body and control his puppet. You know what I mean? His meat and bone structure for a bit. Maybe that's it. I mean, I guess you could say a soul being removed from a physical Ooh. body and replaced with another. You know, and, and and even in this story here about Danuk and, and Andreas, like what happened to Andreas? Where, yeah, that's what I want to know, right? Right. Where did he go from the time? Was he shot back to 1921? That's, that's a was really he the one who thought. was comatose in 1921, kind of in a holding yeah. pattern? And here's the other side of that. Where is Andreas Northam's family right now are they are we could be we could be one of the descendants 
great-great-grandpas of an Andr- Andreas Northam. We don't even know it. You don't even know. You wouldn't have a clue. We don't even know. Don't even we could know. Be, we have no clue. We could be, you could be his great uncle. It's quite possible. Well, I think 2,000 years, though, I mean, there's probably a lot of greats that come before. Great, 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 yeah. But, I mean, I don't know. Blows your mind, though, to think about it, right? It does. I mean, I'm probably a future president's great-grandfather. You probably are. I mean, I'm sure that I am. You got the genes. I've got it in the genes. Yeah, I was looking in the mirror the other day, and I was like, yeah, I'm probably a future president's great-grandfather. Lincoln. Yeah, that's right. I mean, Uh yeah, like a future Lincoln. Game changer. You know, my mom, if she were alive, she would tell you right now that we're related to Benjamin Franklin. Your family is. I'm my, uh, you know, so. Is it true? Did, or? I guess. That's it what she said. To be. She always brought it up. I guess so. But, you know, Benjamin Franklin probably did get around. He was a pretty surly. He's probably quite individual. a hove of a man. <laughs> yeah. He's all like, hey, yeah. chicks, check out me court. Hey, look at me court in this court. Want a bang? <laughs> <laughs> I like his Cockney, uh, Cockney accent. Well, that's how he is. Hey, hey, look at that over here. Want a bang? I'm a Floyd McCoy. (laughs) Oh, oh, the electricity. Of course. (laughs) I'm Benjamin Franklin. All right, hold on a second. Check this out. I'm going to tie a string around this key, fly this kite in the sky, and then maybe some lightning will strike, and, uh, you know, bam electricity. Let's bang. Let's bang. Let's, <laughs> Let's bang. bang. Let's do it. You know, and he uh, yeah, he had a newspaper. He was he was like Brian Williams or Peter Jennings. He was the the local news. He was man. He was he a was big Tom deal. Brokoff. This is Ben Franklin. Franklin the evening news. He was the, he was the original podcast. Let's bang. <laughs> Let's bang. Any girls out there? Here's my address. And you know, speaking of uh, speaking of food, uh, we we were talking about food earlier. You know, uh, the evolution of food is interesting because there are books you can read about Benjamin Franklin and people in that day and what they would do for dinner and what they would do for lunch. It was basically like kind of difficult to eat back then. It wasn't easy, right? It was so much more like, oh, good, here's the stale bread from a week ago that's not bad. I have to just kind of heat it over a stove and, oh, wow, I got some fish today, you know, from the market. You didn't have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That that wasn't in, really brought in until like the 1950s, that whole notion of breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No, that's very true, where you just kind of ate when you could, right? Yeah. You had what you had. Do you think Ben Franklin was also the type of guy who was like, hey, honey, look, I went out and got some rabbits for us no. today. No. No. Okay. No, he had to go to the the Boston market. He went to the Boston, went to Boston market, market and ordered a sandwich. Oh, so yeah. he had the Boston market. I like it. Is that even how Benjamin Franklin would sound? Like, how would he sound? I don't know. That's I think a good he would question. sound a little I mean, classier. You think? Well, that's the thing. Do you think Benjamin he's like, Franklin? I'm oh. Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin. Oh, yeah. Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> He probably had a very light voice, and we just don't know it. You think so? You think? No, no. You play the no, you play, a, Josh. You play the part of his wife. I'm yeah. gonna be. We're both. Tim and I are gonna be Benjamin Franklin. Okay. Yeah. Get to work, honey. I, you need to go get a steak from the Boston Market. Boston Market's closed. It's ten forty nine p.m. And go get me a rabbit. I don't know how to do that. Hunter Joe would do that. Mm, Hunter Joe. Hunter Joe. Hunter Joe. 
Come get this rabbit. <laughs> Were they British? <laughs> I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I guess, guess he would probably have a British accent at well, that time. Well, they all came from over there, so I don't know. If anything, their parents. It's funny how we do when we talk about the founding fathers. You, we think of them as like such masculine men. Perhaps you don't know what were. these men were like. We don't know. Maybe Benjamin Franklin sounded like that senator from South Carolina. What's his name? Uh, but you know, everybody's always kind of giving him crap for the way he talks. Lindsey Graham. That's it. Lindsey Graham. Oh, Lindsey yeah. Graham. Yeah. People always make him funny. Lindsey Graham. He's kind of got that high voice. <laughs> hey guys, I listen. Got, hey guys, hey guys, I tr- I am fed up with Trump. He's the stupidest. I did not, I do not agree with him. Now I agree with him, but I didn't then. Well, before when he was talking about taking some shit away that I liked, I was like, I'm not for this asshole. But when he started taking other people's shit away, I was like, fuck now yeah, I, I'm I like in. this asshole. <laughs> this now I like him. Realized. Now I love him. I love him so much. I love him so much. I drink that Trump water. I eat them Trump steaks. I do it all. <laughs> Everything Trump. I love him. <laughs> but he better stay on my good list. He better stay on my good list. Bless that's for his sure. Heart. How many are there? I mean, let, uh, how many Lindsays are there that are male out there? You know, that's the true question. Lindsey Graham. Uh, there's a uh, Lindsey Graham. Lindsey is that is what is that like? No, that's like Scottish or something. Lindsay? No, it's just a chick's name. <laughs> <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. It's just, a, it's just a chick's name. Let's look and see how many. Here we go. What's Google say? There's a Lindsay Tippins. No, that's Member not of right. the Georgia State Senate. That can't be right. Yeah, Li- Lindsay Tippins. So we got, we got, two, right we got two male Lindsays in they're the both, Senate They're right both now? in a Congress, yeah. Oh, look at that. Lindsay. Popular than I thought. Hey. Hey. This guy was a good-looking man. I'm not ashamed to say that. This Paul dude? Paul Dinette? There's a picture of him. This Paul Dinette guy? He looks like a, a GQ model. How do you spell the last name? Dinette. Dinach. 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 His Amadeus. Joshua, he spelled Dinach. D-I-E. Oh, sorry. I messed up, Josh. It's D-I-E-Enoch. Oh, Paul Danuk, you look at Paul. Devilish guy. Nice hair. I wonder if he's. I wonder if he's really. Does he really have yellowy skin like that? Uh, no, Josh. I think the photo is just old. Uh, yeah, that's just an old photo. Yeah, it's just, just an old, old photo, Josh. Don't worry. Unless his liver was just bad. Oh, that's true. That's true. That that'll get you. Probably was back in the day. Speaking of that, though, so due to his poor health, he actually relocates. In 1922, obviously, once he's back in his uh, original Danuk body, uh, he relocates in 1922 to teach in Greece because he falls ill of tuberculosis. This is where he met his student, George. Ah. So he's going to play a big part in sharing the professor's story. While in the climate in Greece initially helped with his illness, Danuk moved to Italy about two years later. Only then did Nanak hand his notes over to George, basically. So after a year, he, you know, he moves to Italy because he's like, screw this. Greece is lame. Then he goes to Italy. In Italy, he links up with George again. He gives George all of his notes. Uh, 
By the way, uh, as you were talking there, talking about George, and I was reading more about Andrea, Andreas Northam. Get this. Yeah. Andreas Northam, who was in the hospital recovering after an accident. This is, this is Andreas now. Mm-hmm. The accident happened with the collision of what Dynock describes. Dynock. Dynock. Describes as flying cars of the future. Only t- Oh, man. We're almost there, we guys. We get flying cars. We're almost there. We get so flying cars. We, we get them. They're coming. It's about dang time. It's about dang time in a couple more thousand years. I can't wait. I And, and here's that guy has an accident with a ca- flying cars. Andreas was amazed by the technology present in the hospital as well as the future, futuristic uniforms worn by medics. Yeah, wow. yeah. You're jumping a little ahead of my story. There. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You You're got me so interested. excited, aren't you? I just trying to help you out here. No, no, no. I appreciate. Were you going to talk about the? I accident? might get to some of this. I don't know. I might. Oh skip my it now. gosh, Todd! I'm sorry. <laughs> I got a whole story laid out here, bro. Oh my lord! I'm ruining it. I'm I'm endangering the mission. So let's go through the story. Okay. Okay. All right. So after Dinuk handed over his notes to George, he ultimately passed away from tuberculosis in 1924. That was it. No more Dinuk. Gone. Bye, Dinuk. George read Dinuk's fantastic story and translated it from German to Greek, which he had mentioned before, over the right. course of 14 years. It took him 14 years to translate this. Okay. He might have been busy. He's probably busy, right? It would be another 32 years before the contents of Dinuk's notes were released to the public under the name Valley of the Roses. Also a dope band name, right? Valley of Valley the Roses. Valley of the Roses? Valley You're of the Roses. No, it's Valley of the that's Roses. A, that's a long then, title. It's a well, I mean, it's long titles I, are if, in right now. I know, but well, okay, but you know, you you think about band posters, right? Valley of the Roses. That's a lot to put on there. Lot, anyway, that's I another. Mean, maybe that's another topic. But okay. so Valley of the Roses, and then in English that translates to Chronicles of the Future, right? So that's where we get that title from. During these 14 years spent translating Dinuk's notes, George hit many roadblocks. Dude, such as the military confiscating the notes in 1944 due to them being in German initially, right? Mm, Like, that's nuts, mm, right? mm. So that's right around, I mean, we're still in World War II in 1944. So this could be possible. They don't want any German information getting out Mm. and being translated into any other language, right? Because they're trying to keep everything somewhat hush-hush. Yeah, yeah. It's incredible. It is. Tim, it is incredible. I just am so in love with this. Right? Are you feeling this? Josh, are you feeling this? I love this guy. Yeah. Wish he were my uncle. He might be. Maybe Andreas Northam is your great, 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 great nephew. Ooh. Oh, could be. Yeah, George, we talked about these roadblocks that George hit. George also lost some of the notes to a Freemason friend who believed that they held secrets oh. too powerful to let go. Freemasons always make their way in somewhere. Always oh, now, come up. on, those guys. Those guys, come on, man. I come thought on. they were just like, you know, the Shriners on, you know, just. They are. Driving small cars and yeah. you know, smiling they with did- their cool hats. I know a couple of them, and they're 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 not. I don't. They're not trying to take over the world, and you but know. See, yeah, but you're talking work about work with like, aliens. That's like the knights, <laughs> right. the knights Templar, and yeah. But these interesting. 
Interesting, though. The, the, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So he's got this Freemason friend to steal some of the notes, right? Like, that Does sucks. the Vatican show up? No, the Vatican doesn't show up. They don't care. Not yet. George heard rumor or had findings that the professor's name, Paul Danuck, may have been fake. The stories that Paul Danuck himself is fake? That Paul Danuck, he knew, George knew Paul Danuck. Oh, okay, yeah. But he's saying that his name- what he thought was Paul. Right, he's saying that his name may have never been Paul Danuck. Oh, oh man. Oh, who's that? Who's that um, time traveler? He pops up every once in a while. He's some kind of count. Dracula? No, not. I mean, there's some people who kind of, they think that Count Dracula was inspired by this guy. He pops up in different parts I, I, of history. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, count yeah, something. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, St. Germain. I think that's a possibility, by the way, that, that whole thing. Which that's that? a real thing. I think that th- there could be, there could be somebody that's just... Old playing with us and playing with us, yeah. And possible. the reason they are is you know, could be well, heck, let's say it was like Jesus resurrects Lazarus, right? What if Lazarus is still walking still around? Walking like around. Died again, <gasps> I love dies. that idea, that's a cool idea, you know. It's probably not, but but that's that's the whole that? idea. When but that's you, the premise. You mentioned that he, that's not his real name, the Count of Saint Germain. The, the in, I mean, there's I'm not going to get into it, but the fact is that he kind of pops up, and so he might go by a different name. Paul Dynak is really Saint Germain. He could be. Yeah, I never. There's know. no notes of that in this story, but who knows? So what happens? So what? What's the? What does George do? What does he? He's like. So wait, who was my professor? Really. So that, it just kind of leaves it at that, right? That George That's just it. thinks his name is fake. Let's hear what he remembers mm. from the year 3906. Danuck awoke in an unrecognizable hospital where he was surrounded by faces he didn't recognize. He claimed the hospital had crystal walls and heard a celestial melody coming from somewhere. Celestial melody, huh? I mean, but isn't that what we all think about, like the future, like right, like it's, it's hmm. crystal walls and a beautiful song and flying cars. Yeah, yeah. I like, I like, to, I like to go the other way where everything kind of oh, goes yeah. back to a more natural state. That excites me more. There's crystal walls when he wakes, and there's a celestial melody coming from somewhere. When Danuk supposedly saw another man's reflection in the mirror, he passed out. Well, I would, I would too. Right? So again, kind of going back to your Quantum Leap. Did Quantum Leap hear this story? And they were like, this, is, this would make a great show. This is what our show This is what our show be. is. Bam. Quantum Leap. Boom. Easy. He's got the crystal walls. He's, yeah. He's, 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 you know, he's got these crystal walls, a celestial melody. He wakes up, sees another man's reflection in the mirror, and passes, passes out. out. Eventually, physician Johannes Jaeger and Professor Molson let him know... <laughs> Wait, are these the future guys? <laughs> these are the future guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Johannes Jaeger, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I have no idea. And Professor Molson, that's pretty simple, lets him know that it's the year 3906 and that he was in the body of a man named Andreas Northam. So wow. Northam, as you stated earlier, Northam was in an accident, apparently a car accident. And in this, it says he became frozen and was revived, but Danuk's consciousness had entered his body. I mean, there it is. There it is. 
I think Danuk was traveling in the spiritual realm. Spiritual realm. Spiritual realm. Spiritual Spirit. world. Did I say it like that? Spiritual. 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 She's a Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a young, young guns. I love that. <laughs> We're in the spirit world. We're in the spirit they can't world. touch us. <laughs> hey, guys, do you see the size of that chicken? <laughs> Great movie. Great, Great movie. movie. Great movie. But yeah, that he totally left his body. Time has no more relevance at that point in the spiritual dimension, let's say. And he's skipping along, doesn't know what he's doing, enters into our Andreas's body at on a whim and basically demonically, you know, quote in quotes, demonically possesses the guy. That's what happened. It's got to be. All the while still connected by a silver cord. A silver to cord. his original body. Yeah, that's when people leave their bodies, uh, they have um, a silver thread that still connects them to From their astral body. projection. From astral projection. Mm-hmm. It, it, I've heard it, this many it keeps, times. You're right. And it keeps the body attached to the spirit. Right. That if that is severed, you're then gone. you can't come back. So I don't know if you remember earlier in the podcast when I was bringing up Jake, we'll call him Jake. Jake. He used to tell me that he uh, would travel out of his body and go into space and occasionally would be talked to by a being that would tell him, what are you doing? Like, oh, hey, you're, what are you doing? Like, this isn't good. Like, you're like a little baby. You know, why are you out here? This is not for you. Right. Where's your mom? Where's your mom? Right. <laughs> and the being would tell him, well, whatever the case is, don't go to suns, any kind of star in your form. What he would basically tell me was that if you do that, it's a, a warp to another dimension or something, and you would snap your silver cord, you'd die. Now, I don't know. Is this guy basically, I mean, is his name even Jake, right? Is, right. His name's probably not even It's Jake. not, but what, whatever I'm saying, he is he just telling me a bunch of garbage or did he actually experience it? And if he did, then maybe this Paul Danach thing starts to make more sense. Time travels, he could travel through time in his, in his state. And that's and that's a great thing too, is, you know, as, as you try to wrap your head around even time travel, what is it? Is it a state of mind? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Um, we I think we all try to think that it is a it is a we hop in a machine, we're moved forward or back in time, and we get out and we're living in 1980. I don't know that it's necessarily that. It, it might be that we inhabit bodies. I don't know. The question is, did he inhabit a body or was this some kind of more vision? Because, I mean, I'm sure y'all have somewhat told the future in your dreams. You know, I've had dreams where I've thought of someone and the next day I see them and they're in, they're in the same clothes. Right. Yeah. Is this something where this was a kind of a vision that he was in? I mean, he obviously thought he was in a body or did he think he literally was in someone else's body? When we fall asleep and we have our dreams, we live these dreams that seem like a day or a lifetime. And it's really only been minutes, maybe an hour. Like that, right? Not even that. So even like, I mean, think about this, you know, with him being comatose, maybe it was just a mental thing Mm -hmm. or maybe there's something more to it. And the reason I say that is think about somebody on the verge of death, an elderly person on the verge of death. They're lying in the hospital bed. They start seeing, smiling and communicating with something we can't see, but Mm -hmm. that is 100% real to them. So who's to know? 
So back to the story. A gentleman by the name of Stefan, who was a close friend with Northam, had met Danak via Professor Molson. So Stefan witnessed Danak write and declared his handwriting was totally different than his friend Northam. It wasn't hmm. even the same handwriting. So Stefan decided to befriend Danak and give him information about Northam's life before exposing him to greater truths about 2,000 years into the future. Man. Danak claimed he spent his days split between learning with Stefan, who was Northam's best friend, and with Dr. Molson before reading through the nights. And Danak did not sleep. This is one thing you guys have to understand. In this one year that he spent into the future, he suffered from insomnia, meaning that for one year did not sleep in the future. I mean, it's got to be very difficult to sleep in a city where all the walls are crystal. First They're of all, all crystal. Because, I mean, I mean, dude, Josh, have you ever taken crystal meth and tried to sleep? <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's nearly impossible, dude. It's nearly impossible. Oh. <laughs> and then you're up all night like this. <laughs> And then you'd have you'd have Benjamin Franklin, of course. You'd have Benjamin Franklin, who's all like, "Let's bang, let's bang, let's bang it out." Hey, hey, I just made an electricity over in the corner. Let's bang. Let's. As our as our callback, <laughs> Benjamin Franklin callback. Uh. Well, and here's the here's the other thing. Let's say that this uh, this time traveler, Paul, you know, perhaps the corn dogs that are inverted gave him major gas, major stomach. Couldn't stuff. sleep, and that and 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 that couldn't sleep. That helped with this. His, uh, I just yeah, want to go home. Like, <laughs> I just want. <laughs> I just want to get back to the normal food. Gosh. Very interesting stuff, though. So he's got drugs of the future. He can't sleep. He is. I mean, let's be honest, the glow of the heavenly city that's surrounding the hospital Pumped. is probably just, I mean, wouldn't that jazz you up if you came from the uh, early uh, 1900s? Oh, I mean, you'd, you'd be, be like, oh, I can't, I can't sleep. I can't sleep. This is too amazing. I can't sleep. So Dinot claimed he finally overcame his insomnia in Northam's body in the future, waking up back in 1922 from his coma. So what had happened here is, is he, he again, for one year, had insomnia. And, and he was meeting with this doctor, and he was meeting with Stefan. And then they, they were like, hey, dude, you got to come to this place with us. This is almost like a, just a relaxation place, a meditation place. So he finally goes there. And for the first time within this year's period of time, he feels at peace. And when he yeah. feels at peace, he ends up falling asleep. That one time that he fell asleep, when he awakes from that nap, he's back in 1922. And he went back to his life, pondered the information he allegedly learned from Northam, his friends, and society in the future. Like, he just thought about all of it, right? He began writing down his entire experience and these nonspecific predictions, these historical events to come over the next 2,000 years. Like, he started writing down all this stuff to say, here's what's going to come, right? Right. And and people believed that he was a prophet, you know? Without a doubt. Without a doubt, right? Well, anybody, anybody that is claiming such things, we're all going to be like, okay, that date I'm going to put in my calendar if it's possible, mm-hmm. and I'm going to check. I'm going to check his work. I'm going to check his work. You know, and, and that's the thing is some of these dates that he throws out there are way in advance. Like these dates that he throws that's out, that's the thing. There, they're they're yeah. so in advance, right? Yeah. Again, you know, supposedly some of these Freemasons felt like Dinoch was a prophet. 
And they coveted his translated notes as powerful information, right? Like the church in Greece labeled Danak as a heretic. A heretic, without yep. a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt, 100%. And they yeah. sought to basically bury the book from all potential readers. They were just going to bury the whole thing. Paul Danak is getting the same treatment because they're like, we have no idea. We, we thought that Jesus would come back by then, uh, by the year 2000-something. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, they were, we don't want to deal with this three thousand stuff. Right. Which, absolutely. Yeah. You know, and and like I had said, basically, the church in Greece was there to bury this book, this diary of Dinoxid, and it actually worked. But the diary resurfaced again in 1979 with a second edition that remains convoluted and difficult to read due to the mixing of timelines and Dinox mm. writings. Right. Mm-hmm. So in mm-hmm. 2005, a gentleman named Sirigos translated the Greek version of Danak's story into English. And the release of this in English generated a whole new audience. And that's Are we what, getting a New York Times bestseller out of this? I mean, I think did we he, are. I think we are. Did he Did he get, did uh, the one dude you just mentioned, uh, the guy who translated it? Was, yeah, did he get a... No, no. Unfortunately, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a Ridley Scott movie to me. I mean, so there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. He goes to the future, you know, he's, he's in a coma, he goes to the future, he's, he's awake for one year and, and, and learns all this information, and there's, there's crystal meth walls and flying cars and inverted hot dogs, and yeah. then, you know, he finally finds peace one year in, falls asleep, and wakes back up and starts now, jotting all this stuff down. Uh, coincidentally, see, he goes back to this peaceful state, right, mm-hmm. where he's back in tune with the... The um, you know, like mm-hmm. he's um, snaps back that silver cord. Silver gone. cord, right back. He's back into his body. I bet it hurt too. It probably did. It was like a rubber band smacked against yeah, your neck. You know probably, what I mean? You like know, just smacked right back oh, into his body. Good lord, here I am. Oh shoot! I'm <laughs> 1927 again. <laughs> oh, this place sucks. Where's my meth? Where's my Where's my crystal walls? <laughs> Dang so, it! I shouldn't have taken that nap. Ah. So wow. what? So again, like. What information did Danuk bring back from the future, right? Yeah. I'm glad you asked, Tim. Yes, please. And Josh? Uh, oh, oh, yes. Should I ask? Should I mean, I you, uh, yeah. I mean, better to have it than not. So, so Todd, what, what did he bring back from the future? What knowledge? Just crystal meth. That's all, that's all he brought back was crystal <laughs> well, meth. Well, that sucks. <laughs> that, and that's we got why that. they, know, they know how to make it because of Paul Danuk. Thanks, Paul. You take... You take an eye of newt, lithium battery acid. You know, that's pretty crazy instruction. Maybe crystal meth then is the is the drug of the future. It's Ooh. the maybe it's, we're just not ready for it right now. We're not there yet. Right, like in the future, it's like now we're so intelligent, we're so above mm-hmm. everything that you know all we want to do it is just, get high. Just calms us down a skosh, you know. So that does go into some of the things that he claims happen in this period of time. Apparently, from the year 2000, which is our time, until the year 2300, humanity remains locked in a battle with itself-made problems, such as overpopulation, ecosystem destruction. People aren't developing spiritually as they fight to survive financially. Kind of sounds like today. 
kind of sounds like our problem. So what's freaky about that, though, is if today is the year 2022, and we're saying this is until 2300, is that how this is going to be and only worse? I don't know. Thanks, Paul. I have a feeling that that's going to be the case. Any kind of time travel, right? We, we, we know that there are occasionally time travelers show up and they do their little spiel on YouTube and they show us a blurry picture of mm-hmm. the future or whatever. My thing is, what time arc are they on? Branch. Because this could be, see, here's the other side of this, right? It might not be our future, but a future of a different timeline, a different multiverse. That's very true. So this is this is the thing with Alternate time travel reality. and all these. Ch- yeah, whatever he saw was it in our arc? Was it in our timeline, or uh, did he jump a timeline over? Sure, and, that, and that's a fantastic point. I mean, if you if you think about even the whole butterfly effect, you know, mm-hmm. if, if one thing changes, right? The theory too is that it creates just a multitude of endless possibilities of endless timelines. And so each one of those timelines, a parallel plane, it's just something fascinating to think about. Like if I woke up this morning and, and and I had, you know, somewhat of a a heartburn, but you know, in this reality that I've continued on down the path, it was just heartburn. But in an alternate reality, I died and my wife and kids had to grieve the death of me, but I don't know because I'm continuing on. Like, and is that what it is? Do we always continue on? I don't know. But you hit my point. Yes. Maybe he didn't. That's the, this is the thing about all this is that it's it's uh, obviously it's hard to prove. Okay, we're not going to sit here and prove it today at all. But then again, what if he's not in the our future? It's a future that's in an alternate universe where everything goes right, and, and so it's the story for that timeline. Right? Mm-hmm. There's a real thought there. I don't. You get these guys who constantly come back and talk about the future that they were in, and it's like, well, okay, one, this could all be just a dream that you dreamed up, mm-hmm. or two, it could be the future you were at, but which one? Was it ours? Which could one? Not be, right? Right? It may not ever, we'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's so We're all yeah. going to die before we'll see it, but, but that's another thought, you know, like. No, absolutely. Great they, thought. It's like, uh, and I, oh, and I don't know what I was going to say, but the YouTube guys, right? You know, they come in and they give us the blurry picture and then they say, in 2022, aliens are going to definitely show up and they're definitely going to take over whatever. And then, of course, 2022, the date they tell us comes up, nothing happens. And we're all like, yeah, that was stupid. But did it happen in an alternate universe? Well, exactly. Did the alien invasion happen in that? Tim, I'm going to one-up right. you on that question. You know? Is there you know, any Todd? way, is there any way, if you're from the future and you time travel into the past, is there any way for it to be on the same timeline? Is it regardless, right. is the only way to time travel to be on an alternate yeah. timeline? Because this timeline's already happened. I mean, we do know like, you know, milli- was it milliseconds or millions of milliseconds? Our eyes, it takes for a, something to come into our eyes, hit our brain, be processed in the back of our brain. So we're mm-hmm. always reacting to the future. We're anticipating mm-hmm. a move before it ever happens because we have to. With that being said, if you're going to travel in time, whether forward or backwards, there's no way to do it on a linear path. It has to be on an altered path. Even traveling forward or back, what you're going to say may hold no relevance on that timeline. That's right. Maybe. So get this. In 2204, humans supposedly colonize Mars per Danuk and send 20 million people to live there before disaster strikes in 2265. And they all die. So all die. All die. Everybody's dead. Odd Mars. Mars. 20 million? 20 20 million. million. 20 million people. That is a A lot of people. That is a big catastrophe. Easy for you to say. Catastrophe. Catastrophe. That's a catastrophe. 
catastrophe. That's a real catastrophe. I'll tell you what. Mars, from that point, is left alone. Humans never return. Heard to neck. That's what he's saying. He's Interesting. Saying, he's saying, yeah, by the year 2265, that's it for Mars. We're done. Yeah, we killed 26 million people, so there's we're, that. We're out. Later. The year 2309 brings war following a disaster and destroys most of civilization, as well as Asians and black people of the world. What? That's the part of the story. Like, the part of the story is, in the year 2309, war breaks out. It's a disaster. Most of the civilizations don't make it, as well as the Asians and black populations of the world. That's Mm. what it says in the story. You know, well, that's have, suspect. That is suspect. suspect. So we do have to kind of take into consideration too of when this was written. You know, when this was the story supposedly is from. It's yeah, from right. the nineteen twenties. German Switzerland. You know, very Aryan. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, it's it's a fascinating part of the story, and I'm I'm not quite sure why it's even in the story. I'm gonna try and find you a story too. This is just a little side thing. Uh, it made me very sad and upset, and it's something similar to this. One time traveler that I was reading said there would be no dogs in the future. Oh. And I got I got uh, real defensive. Yeah, I you were like, like yeah, right, buddy. There's going to be a dog. I'll bring you. It. Wait, there better be dogs. Because that's just I do not want to be a part. Does that include wolves? Like, no, like literally the breed of dog will dis- just be gone. Well, like, I mean, we may need them for food in the future. Maybe. I mean, Cat strike again. Well, he didn't say anything about cats now, did he? I know. They're the ones that killed the dogs. Maybe. It's probably some kind of disease or something. Cats are actually controlling the planet by that time. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, all of, a lot of animals kind of go extinct. Like every day, don't animals ex- just disappear? I, I don't know about every day. Doesn't there something that just goes extinct? Like every, okay, at least a, every year. You think you so? Know? I don't know. You have oh, to, yeah. You have some to little Google species there. The scientist out there in the jungle going, oh, man, little mouse, you know, giving a mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. You're trying the last to, one. Trying to blow crystal meth into the- his face. <laughs> Ooh, come back to me. This is from the future. <laughs> this is future meth. <laughs> this is future meth. You're going to love it. Here you go, buddy. <coughs> little guy. Oh, You're the last it. one. He made it. Oh, no, he's freaking out. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> So you're telling me he's sitting in the hospital and the, 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 the guys talking to him are like, oh, yeah. And, you know, Asians and blacks, right? Uh, they're gone. <laughs> so, you know, they you just used felt to have the them in your bring era. It up. Yeah. They just felt the need to bring it up 2,000 years in the future. Oh, you, yeah. Like, right? that just seems, that seems odd. Yeah. Hey, um, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's a whole new computer thing. You don't even know what that is in 1922. <laughs> that's a whole new, that's a computer thing. That's, don't yeah. worry about that. And. Oh my gosh! Yeah, flying oh, but cars, by the way, <laughs> flying cars don't forget about that. But the Asians, maybe, maybe the Asians and the blacks are gone. And the, here's what's interesting. So, so we had mentioned that the year two thousand three hundred nine is when pretty much all civilization vanished. In in you know for the most part, but the humans rebuilt the world. And in the year two thousand three hundred ninety six, they ushered in the establishment of the global. Parliament of Earth of the Global Union of Nations or States. That's a very long title. So one more time. Global Parliament on Earth of the Global Union of Nations or States. Anyways, this is made up of scientists and those in the technological and humanitarian disciplines. This parliament rids the world of money and splits all resources equally. All of the problems of the year 2000, our problems currently, are solved mm. and people mm. live by doing less work. Sounds great. Okay. Okay. 
Josh is in. Josh is like, I mean, let's I, do right? this. They got good meth. <laughs> the Inverted best hot meth. dogs. But we haven't even gotten to the good meth yet. I don't know. Hopefully it's uh, around by 2396. I don't know. I hope this is uh, okay to bring up. Again, I was reading more about time travelers, and there was this one guy I kept leaning back to. He was saying that he traveled to some far thing in the future, like 3000, I want to say. And he said that money was gone. Mm-hmm. There we go. Money. It's a common the, theme. Common theme. One thing that he said, though, that I thought was interesting was that computers were running government. It's funny that you say that. So let's yeah. continue on with our story. Okay. Finally, a spiritual renaissance occurs in the year 3,382, and a golden age emerges mm. in the year 3,400. Mm. Everything This is-, is the dawning of the age, age of Aquarius. Aquarius. Uh, Josh? No? <laughs> Uh, I missed that so, reference. All right. wrong, wrong key. Yeah. Wrong key. Wrong key. Totally <laughs> off. Sorry, Josh. Yeah. We screwed that up yeah. for you. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, Josh is always. Josh is also like. I mean, 20 years oh yeah. He's this like into what? A musical. He's like, what yeah. is this? What What's the doing? dawning of the age of the Aquarius? What? This sounds stupid. Guess you had to have been born in the 70s. Or- Again, the year 3400. Everything is free to everyone. And oh. the universal creators take the place universal of technological creators. The universal creators take the place Ooh. of technological and scientific leaders. Exactly to what you just said is that it's ran oh. by machine machines, right? Yeah, yeah. That's the story of Paul Dinuck. That's his whole gist. Just to kind of wrap things up, some claim that Paul Dinuck never existed. Nor did his student, George, stating Mm. that it was all a work of fiction. They go on to state that there is no real trace of the original manuscripts, that the original diary was never found because it doesn't exist, that Dinoch does not appear in any registry office. It's just a story, a novel full of ideas. I find it interesting that not having an original diary or a manuscript is enough evidence to debunk Paul Dinoch's story. For an example... Christianity still, to this day, remains the world's largest organized religion. With the Earth's population nearing 8 billion people currently, it is estimated that 2.3 billion of those people are Christians. That's over a quarter of the world's population that believe in something that does not have a trace of an original manuscript. Be sure to subscribe to the Created by Human podcast. Leave us a review, a comment, or whether or not you believe in Paul Dinuck's fascinating tale. Follow us on our socials at Created by Human. Head over to createdbyhuman.com for additional information. Sign up on our mailing list and check out our Created by Human swag. Does <laughs> it just sound like gibberish? We'll be back next week with an all new story that is sure to make you question is it true or was it? Created by Human.